This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting once again from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not make a surprise visit to Ukraine this morning. Joe Biden marking the one-year anniversary of the Russia invasion with a visit to Kiev is what went on. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and we're going to discuss it with Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Tommy Lahren going to be in the House as well from OutKick. She weighs in on the Republican race for the White House. And, of course, Ron DeSantis infuriating Democrats by making a visit to police stations here in New York today. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops... The next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. 888-788-9910 if you want to call me or a crackhead, which i got to be honest, is uh, pretty much one and the same after the weekend I had up in Utica. But we are back in town ready to roll. The rules remain the same. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the Fat Cats Comedy Club, all of our listeners up at WIBX and T- Town Square Media, Bill Keeler in the Morning Crew, Jeff Manaski over at the station, my man Davey. Uh, that was an absolutely epic weekend. Uh, I got to bring the Link Man on stage, and of course he looked a lot skinnier than I did in my Western shirts. <laughs> but they were phenomenal audiences, even though every time I go to Utica it descends into a hazing ritual where they're all like half being entertained, half trying to kill me. But I'm happy to report I did not wake up in a dress in a red roof in this morning. Uh, it was, in fact, a La Quinta. But the point is, I'm back in action. And a shout-out to everybody who really did show the Fela family a phenomenal time. My man Frank and Tony's Pizza, Jeff Stone at Babes, coming through again with a phenomenal breakfast. And, oh, by the way, if you are within 400 miles, I, I would say they're 400 miles good, uh, Jeff Daniels, who runs Danielle Imports, their family's been running it for 45 years, served me something called Vodka Riggies. And I am telling you, they are a 400-mile good recipe. I would drive 400 miles to eat them again. I probably will this summer because you know I'm obsessed with food. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. <laughs> the wardrobe department's back on the line. They saw me in America's newsroom this morning. I got a busy TV week, really quick. If you're watching Failavision, uh, I was on America's newsroom this morning. If you missed it, it will be on foxacrossamerica.com. You can check it out right there. Uh, I will tonight be on Hannity uh, 9 p.m. Tomorrow morning, you can see me on Fox and Friends in the morning. I will be on Gutfeld tomorrow night getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Uh, Wednesday, I am on the Faulkner Focus. I will also be on Hannity Wednesday night. Uh, I will be on Hannity Thursday night, Friday night as well. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to be hosting Kennedy uh, this Wednesday and Thursday on the Fox Business Network. So there's a lot of fail vision to be watched this week if you're into that sort of thing. But the big TV event this morning 
uh, was Biden's surprise visit over to Ukraine. And to be clear, everything he does is kind of a surprise visit to him. Everybody's bagging on him in Twitter. You're like, oh, what about East Ohio? How come he's going to Ukraine, not East Ohio? In Biden's defense, I do believe he thinks he's in East Ohio. Biden's lost his marbles. That being said, you know, it flies in stark contrast to the message we got out of Kirby yesterday, which I'll play for you right here. This is clip one. Well, we uh, obviously are, are, are maintaining a high degree of solidarity with the Ukrainian people. The United States leads the world in terms of contributions, whether it's humanitarian assistance or, or military weapons to Ukraine. And we're going to continue uh, to use our convening power to marshal the world to galvanize support for Ukraine. But there are no plans for the president to enter into Ukraine mm-hmm. on this particular trip. Oh, that is a lie. Now, listen, he might have been trying to throw people off the scent. Because you're not really supposed to announce, hey, oh, you know, president's coming to the war zone. That being said, they did announce while he was there that he was in the war zone, which raises the question, like, how dangerous is it really if the president of the United States can fly right in and spend the morning for a photo op? You know, a lot of people here at home are bothered because they feel like we're seeing this double standard when it comes to prioritizing the border of Ukraine over the border of the United States of America where it comes to prioritizing, like, the pensions of Ukrainian workers over a town in East Ohio that's likely had its drinking water contaminated and its way of life completely upended. People are bothered by it. Now, there's a nuance to this, and it's worth pointing out. Okay, yes, we don't want to see Vladimir Putin taking over Eastern Europe. Do I personally believe that he has the means to go through Ukraine and keep on going? The answer would be no. No. As John McCain uh, famously opined, uh, Russia is a gas station with nukes. They are regionally potent. We shouldn't tolerate this idea that they're going to take over the Donbass or that they're going to take over Crimea. But to be clear, when we drew a red line in the sand, okay, over going into Crimea, he crossed it. And the president in power at the time, Barack Obama, didn't do anything about the crossing of his own red line. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. So there's a lot of nuance here because we've seen Putin's aggression in the past and we've tolerated it. Okay, now comes the whole, well, we got to stop it this time or he's going across Europe. He's not going across Europe. Okay, that being said, we have to be mindful of protecting allies and democracy and everything in between. But what I want to be honest with you about is if you polled the average American and said, hey, should we be sending all of this money to Ukraine? I got to be honest with you, they're going to tell you no. Okay, the way things are going in this country right now is bad. It's real, you know, inflation's at a 40 year high. The southern border has become so porous that it's now created a problem at our northern border. Biden sucks. Okay, our southern border patrol is now asking border agents to redeploy to the northern border because we're so overwhelmed, the cartels are just moving the stuff up to Canada and bringing it in that way. Okay, we're in a bad spot domestically. So I can absolutely understand the frustrations of people who don't think this should be the priority. People who do, in fact, want some type of want some type of audit of the money going to Ukraine, given its status as one of the biggest corruption risks in the world. Okay, I do think this is a nuanced story. And I do think a lot of people in this moment are just sick of being told, you know, not now, not now, America. We've got this other thing to do. You know, think about it. If you're a veteran who fought for this country, you're homeless in New York City right now. There's 10,000 of you. 
but people who came into this country illegally are in posh hotels complaining about it. Think of that. Think of the message being sent to America. Hey, if you fought for this country, you're on the streets. But if you snuck into this country, you're in the sweets. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. A lot of people feel slighted in this moment. I'm going to give you Biden's take, though. Here he is speaking about the importance of the one year later and everything in between. It's clip two. One year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stands with you and the world stands with you. All right, fine. America stands with you, the world stands with you. It's true. We're not on Putin's side. We don't like Putin. We're not pro-Putin. That's not the issue. The issue is no one has defined victory. We keep being told, well, you know, Ukraine is the root of all economic evil in this country. Things are so bad because Putin went into Ukraine. And never mind that inflation had been going up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Never mind that gas had been gone up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Okay, things were trending in the wrong direction long before Putin went into Ukraine. That being said, okay, we do not support Putin, so we would be in favor of stopping his aggression, but we'd like to know what would constitute victory, A, and B, what are we doing to negotiate some type of an off-ramp here? Because we're inching a lot closer to World War III than any of the big war machine people in Washington would tell you. Okay, China is now floating the idea of offering lethal aid to Russia. You understand? So as Biden's hanging out in Ukraine, walking around with Zelensky in his sweatshirt, okay, you've got China floating the idea of giving lethal aid to Russia. Russia. You've got North Korea lobbing more missiles into the sea. And understand that North Korea only operates, only operates, At the behest of China. He knows what he's talking about. Meaning China is giving Kim Jong-un the permission to start lobbing missiles. We have inflamed tensions in the region. And we're not being told how to dial this back down. We're not being told what would constitute victory for the American people. The only thing we're being told is we got to do it and we got to keep on doing it. Here's more Biden talking about more ammo, more anti-armor and more radars for Ukraine. It's clip four. And just today... That announcement includes artillery ammunition for HIMARS and howitzers, more javelins, anti-armor systems, air surveillance radars to help protect Ukrainian people from aerial bombardments. Later this week, we will announce additional sanctions against elites and companies that are trying to evade sanctions and backfill Russia's war machine. Sanctions. Nobody cares about sanctions. You gotta do better than that. The thing about, listen, we were told on the front end of this, like, wow, oh, no, these sanctions are so intense that we're not going to apply them right, until they go into Ukraine, at which point they'll stop in their tracks. And then they went into Ukraine. We applied the sanctions. They just kept on going, at which point the administration said, no, we never meant the sanctions. We're going to do the trick. You know, we just, you know. We just, we just, you know, we, it was a deterrent. And even though we didn't use them on the front end, we waited till they engaged in the conflict. It was very frustrating for people who knew Barack Obama had famously described Joe Biden as historically inept with the money quote occurring during the 2020 election when he was caught in a hot mic saying never underestimate Joe's ability to things up. That was the quote. Robert Gates, who served as Obama's defense secretary, famously said Joe Biden, bless his heart, 
Nice guy, but he's been wrong about every consequential foreign policy decision of the past four decades. Come on, man. So when you see a guy like Biden telling us we're all in on Ukraine for as long as it takes, with no definition of what would constitute victory, okay, with no history of keeping his promises when it comes to this military and the action it has taken, okay? Everybody is still, you know, like if you get a shelter dog or you rescue a dog, we've rescued a dog, sometimes they can be a little jumpy if they come from an abusive home. You know, someone slams a door and they just run for it. You know, someone misses a field goal and like, oh, this ain't going to end good for Bixby. Okay, the dog freaks out a little bit. That's the American people. We watched Biden with a straight face get on television and say the Afghan army wasn't going to fall. They fell within hours of him saying it. Do you understand? Then he said what? Well, you know, don't worry. You're not going to see scenes like Hanoi when people were getting in helicopters and leaving the country. I don't want to hear it. We saw that too. People clinging to jumbo jets as they sped off runways to get the hell out of Afghanistan. Okay, the guy has projected a lot of weakness on the world stage, and he's lied his face off at every turn. And when Afghanistan went sideways, what did he do? He got on TV with a straight face and said, this was the most successful airlift in the history of the world. Not even close! Without even being mindful of the fact that we only wound up in airlift territory because the guy took the troops out with the guns ahead of the civilians with the cell phones. That's stupid! Use your common sense. I don't think anyone spoke to the frustration a lot of Americans are feeling around Ukraine better than Ron DeSantis did. He was on Fox and Friends this morning. I'll be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. Hey, girl. Uh, But here is DeSantis summing up Biden's handling of the war in Ukraine. It's clip 10. I'm reminded of uh, when he was vice president. Obama and Biden uh, opposed providing lethal aid to Ukraine during those years. Uh, And then I'm also reminded that I don't think any of this would have happened but for the weakness that the president showed during his first year in office, culminating, of course, in the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan. So I think while he's over there, I think I and many Americans are thinking to ourselves, okay, he's very concerned about those borders halfway around the world. He's not done anything to secure our own border here at home. We've had millions and millions of people pour in, tens of thousands of Americans dead because of fentanyl. And then, of course, we just suffered a national humiliation of having China fly a spy balloon clear across the continental United States. So we have a lot of problems accumulating here in our own country that that he is neglecting. Bottom line. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. And that's the issue. Okay, nobody's saying go Putin, go. No one's saying we don't care about Ukraine. What we're all saying is it would be nice if you at least pretended to care about America, too. Better. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fresh off five sold out shows at the Fat Cats Comedy Club in upstate New York. Trying to keep this comedy thing on life support over here, but we've got a tour date coming up. We're going to be in Federal Way, Washington. Friday night, March the 3rd, we'll be at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center. And Saturday night, March the 4th, we'll be at the Crest Theater out in Sacramento. You can come hang out with your radio buddy in person on the West Coast. Lord knows I'll need the backup when the 10 City crowd comes looking for me. Uh, joining me now, uh, one of our most trusted confidants. He's listening on 620 WVMT up in Vermont. Mike is in North Hero. Yo, Mike. Jimmy, how you doing? We're doing it, man. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you protecting right the border? To... What do they got you doing up there? Uh, listen, yeah, no, I, I get right to the point. Mm-hmm. By virtue of um, Joe Biden's actions mm-hmm. and inactions, I believe he's acting in a traitorous manner. That's my estimation. I don't know. And let anybody try and refute that to me. I challenge them, please. So you're saying. That's all. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is is your position then that he's derelict in his duty to protect this country? Is that what you're saying? It's beyond that. I think he's uh, he's intentionally acting against this country to lower us to the standard of the rest of the world. Wow, scary stuff. I, I don't I don't want to believe you're right, but I will say, Jimmy, yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. My parents my parents escaped communist Czechoslovakia. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And 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 I I've been back. I was back to Czechoslovakia during communism. I've read books. I've read some history. It's scary where this is going, and it's not good. And I'll defend this country to my death. Well, I'm glad we have guys like you willing to defend her. I will put you down as a maybe on Joe Biden. But thank uh, you. I, I don't I don't want to take up more of your time than necessary. You great. got my point. Thank Th- you. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. No, guys like Mike, they've had it. You know, I don't know that Biden is compromised. I just know that he's governing. Like, he might have a couple of bucks on the other team. It's crazy. I'm not quite where Mike is at in that I'm accusing him of traitorous uh, behavior. But, uh, you know, were you a traitor? I'm not sure you could do much more damage than Biden is doing. So, Mike, a lot of people are with you. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy back in action. It's a big Monday on the show. Kennedy's going to be here. She's not happy with all this foreign aid flying around the world. Thanks, big government weenuses. We'll also get into it with Tommy Lahren, who's going to shape up the 2024 race. The hot, 
the hot gossip is that DeSantis is getting it any minute now, and he is the favorite. Wrong. I don't know. We'll get there. But right now, uh, we're talking about the current president, who is, of course, now about 14 days into an environmental disaster in East Palestine, Ohio. Has Biden or any members of the cabinet showed up yet? The answer would be no. No. People not happy about that. It's one of the issues with this Ukraine thing. Nobody's saying, go, Russia, go. But they are saying, you know, uh, people of East Palestine have lost their hometown, right? You know, the trains are flying off the tracks. In fact, they had another derailment out in Delphus, Ohio, over the weekend. And I got to tell you, like, this is when I start cracking skulls. Do you know what goes on in Delphus, Ohio? You guys could look this up if you're not familiar with the area. Pound for pound, the greatest ice cream establishment in the United States of America, I would put my money on it, is called the Delphus Creamery. It's in Delphus, Ohio. It is an institution in that part of the country. And as you know, Jenny Fela grew up a few miles away. We go to Delphus all the time, like to the point that they cut me off at the window. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. They're like, no more butter pecan. No, sorry. Can't. I'm like, come on, man. I'm on vacation. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Nope. The Delphus Creamery. Look it up. It's as good of an ice cream establishment as there is on the planet of Earth. And they just had a train derailment in their town. Uh, thankfully, we aren't being told it's an environmental spill with a chemical catastrophe. But the fact remains, they don't really show a lot of interest in stuff like this. And you want to know why? This is it. I'll give it to you. It's really simple. Okay, the whole hook of the show. So I'm not intelligent, but I own a politics to English dictionary. I can translate the actions and words of people in power into the simple English of people like yourself and myself. Okay, Biden doesn't want to talk train wrecks. Booty Judge doesn't want to talk train wrecks. Because they highlight the need for more pipelines. Oh, wow! You know, they got into office. The first thing they did was kill the Keystone Energy Pipeline. Took out 10,000 American jobs. Sacrificed them at the altar of environmental virtue signaling. Bang! There you go. Now you got no job. Okay, and they did that. Why? So we're going to be cleaner. You don't understand. We're going we're gonna to make a better world by getting rid of the pipelines. <laughs> Hey, seriously, when was the last time you saw a pipeline derail? Contaminate the drinking water, wipe out a town? When was the last time you saw that? Angry town hall as a result of a pipeline derailment. Has anyone ever seen one of those happen? The answer would be no. That's really the long and short of it. You know, people say, oh, you know, it's a red state. They didn't vote for Biden. He's not going to go there. That's not quite true. I don't believe this man is... You know, I don't believe Joe Biden is evil. I believe he's stupid. I believe his family is white trash. Hunter knocked up a stripper while having an affair with his brother's widow. Like, come on. If you don't think the phone was ringing from the Jerry Springer show in the Biden house, they're like, come on. (laughs) We got a little person. You can fight him. He'll say he's involved in the love triangle. Could you get down there? The Bidens are Jerry Springer gold. Hunter's a dirtbag. But I don't believe they're evil per se. But I do believe in an administration where he is taking orders. Joe Biden is not the president. He is your elderly relative with dietary restrictions. He's not allowed to order on his own. Take him out to the restaurant. I'll have the lasagna. And before the waiter walks away, you got to grab him and be like, hey, dude, grandpa can't have cheese. Bring him the chicken. He won't know the difference. And the waiter's like, you sure? Don't worry about it. Five minutes later, the waiter comes out with a chicken. And the first thing Biden says is, oh, thank God I ordered the chicken. It's so good. 
No idea. Guy's a mess. Okay, but I don't think he's evil per se. I just think when you're in an administration where you're going to do whatever the hell they tell you, you're also going to not do whatever the hell they tell you. Meaning, hey, let's not devote too much attention to the situation in East Palestine because we're anti-pipeline. Because the environmental yahoos told us that pipelines were somehow bad for the environment. They're crazy. And they're stupid, too. It's the biggest issue in our country right now, okay? is we don't have, like, a crime problem. We have a stupid problem. We don't have a border problem. We have a stupid problem. We don't have a fuel problem. We have a stupid problem. Same thing in East Palestine, Ohio. Stupid people, okay, become more reliant on rail. Stupid people put more fuel onto the highways. Smart people, are you ready for it? They stick it in those pipelines. Nice and easy. But that's the problem. So he's not going to East Palestine. He's going to Ukraine so we could spend some more money. Woo, let's go. A lot of Venmo's to Ukraine. Okay, but let me give you the take in East Palestine because we haven't forgotten about you. Okay, my wife's from that state, but more importantly, okay, this is supposed to be a country, the United States of America. You know the old, you hit him, you hit all of us. We don't do that anymore. You hit East Palestine, who they vote for? No, no, we're good. We'll move on. That's what's going on now. That's the world we live in. Okay, and it drives me crazy. I was in New York. When September 11th happened, my brothers are cops, and they ran down to the site. They didn't go down to ground zero and go, who'd you vote for? A Republican? All right, grab, give me your hand. You know, uh, the Democrats, sorry. You're on your own, bro. We didn't do that. We put the humanity, we put the people ahead of the politics. We're not doing that anymore. Whole country should be pissed at what's going on in East Palestine. It's a scam. It's one of us. They don't care. We are very much living in two separate societies now, and we have learned to other the people who don't agree with us politically. What the hell is the world coming to? That's, that's where we live now. That's the world we live in now. Politics has become so bitter and hyperpartisan that we've learned a callous indifference to people who think differently than we do. It goes on in red states, too. Like, we'll be like, oh, look at all the violence in Chicago. Look at these idiots. That's You get what you voted for. Okay, and it's true. You do get what you vote for. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't have empathy for these poor people. Horrific what's going on in Chicago. Horrific what's going on if you saw Temple University over the weekend. Heroic cop gunned down. Young father with kids out there trying to keep a community safe. A community that's very much been abandoned by local leadership and district attorneys whose woke bail initiatives are letting violent criminals run loose on the streets. Everything woke turns to Totally. And then when it goes sideways, they're like, ah, Republicans, you know, white supremacy. And there's enough people that just want to win politically. But this is the point. This is all you need to know, man. If you're listening to the show for the first time, the point I'm always trying to make, I spend three hours a day trying to make this point, okay, is if our entire waking existence comes down to beating the other political party, that's what all we have now. That's all politics has been reduced to. Republicans got to be the Democrats. Democrats have got to be the Republicans, okay? If that is what we've been reduced to, then no matter what the outcome in each individual election, we all wind up losing. You're absolutely right. So there can't be indifference to some states because they don't vote the way we do. But that's very much the reality. Now people get out of bed and like, oh, well, something happened bad to the red state governor. Ooh, that's good news for us. We're in the blue states. We want to win. That's that's not how this is supposed to work. But let me give you a take here. Okay, because Alan Shaw from the Norfolk Southern, he's the CEO, finally showed up, finally showed up 
uh, a week and a half later to the spill. Uh, give him credit. At least he showed up. Not like Pete Booty Judge. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. But here he is, the Norfolk Southern CEO, saying they are so sorry, girl. Clip 11. This has been devastating to this community, and I, I want to make sure you understand I am terribly sorry that this happened to the community. Norfolk Southern is fully committed to doing what's right for this community. Oh, but is he? Okay, I'm going to give you a little more sound because he is so sorry, girl. And he says they're offering everybody $1,000, not on the condition that they don't sue. Come on, don't bullshit me. We had a caller last week who worked for Norfolk Southern, and his first advice was don't sign anything with Norfolk Southern because it's going to be some type of short-term payment designed to get them out of their long-term liability to the victims. Now, here is the CEO being asked about that reality and saying it's not a thing. Clip 12. Shaw says Norfolk Southern is offering $1,000 a person to everyone in the 44413 zip code and in Beaver County's evacuation zone. Are you making them sign documents to tell people that they won't sue further or they can't ask for more money? No, not at all. All they have to do is sign their name and say they've received $1,000. That's all they have to do. Are you stupid or something? I got to be honest. I'd need to see that document before I took him at face value because there is a storied history, a storied history of big companies contaminating towns and being like, here's a thousand bucks. We good? And you get the thousand. Like, oh, wow, that's a thousand bucks. That's great. And then, you know, eight and a half years later, you develop ear cancer. Like, wow, what the hell? The ear cancer. I haven't used my Walkman in forever. What's going on here? I don't even like cassettes anymore. And that's what happens. And then they move on, and you've indemnified them against any liability. That's just how white folks will do you. So I don't know. Okay. Here is Peter DiCarlo. He's a Johns Hopkins professor on environmental health, telling The Week that the testing being done doesn't reveal which chemicals are present in the water and in the ground soil. Here it is, clip 13. The monitoring equipment that they're using to determine things that are safe uh, doesn't give us chemical specificity. It doesn't tell us what chemicals are present. It just says they're below some level. There's plenty of chemicals that can be created from that fire that can be toxic at much lower levels. So what would you say to residents who have returned to East Palestine? I would would, would suggest that they ask for more testing um, of surfaces in their homes, um, understanding and getting the results from, from air sampling um, that has been done by the EPA, but I haven't seen any results posted since February 9th. So when you hear things like, oh, no, it's safe, they tested, understand. They tested February 9th. It was the last time you got a posting. Yo, dudes, it's February 20th. Chemicals seeping into the ground, chemicals seeping into, seeping into the water. Okay, that stuff can happen over the course of time. And the idea that we're supposed to be making a consequential long-term decision based on results that aren't even recent, I got to be honest with you, it's a little uh, shaky. I agree with that. And here's another Democrat who agrees with that. Sherrod Brown is, of course, a senator. Sherrod Brown from the great state of Ohio. He is a Democrat. Okay, but this is not a show that just has to bash one side all day to keep you engaged. I have... I have I have more talent than to have to sit here and just bash one side. All right. Well, the point is, I have more dignity than to sit here and bash one side. And here is Sherrod Brown 
telling local residents not to sign away their legal rights. It's clip 15. Do you think Norfolk Southern is doing enough? And if not, what do you want to see from them? Well, they've made promises to me. Uh, I've spoken to their executives. They've made promises to the community. The first thing I say is if they write a check to an East Palestine or Unity Township resident or people even a little farther away, never sign away your legal rights. You can accept the check, but don't sign anything that would sign away your legal rights. That's what companies like this do. That's true. That is true. That's exactly what they do. Here's a little money, girlfriend. I know what you need. You need to go to the mall. Now that train got you all shook up, girl. I know you upset, baby. I'm going to take you shopping, girl. And you go shopping, and, you know, eight years later you get sick, and the company's like, my name is Paul, and this is between y'all, and they're out of here. That's what goes on. It's disgusting. Okay, the companies don't care, and don't for a second think the government cares. Okay, if you don't believe me, ask the people of Flint, Michigan. Here's a throwback. I played this Friday. She played again. Okay, Barack Obama went to Flint, Michigan, don't ever forget this, and pretended, pretended to drink the water in Flint. Don't be thick, all right? But that's exactly what he did. Here it is, clip 18. Get a bottle. A bottle of water. I want a glass of water. Everybody settle down. This is a feisty crowd. Thank you. I really did need a glass of water. This is not a stunt. What? He, he wet his lips. He did not drink it. He didn't sip it. He wet his lips. There was an audible gasp in the audience. People were just like absolutely dejected. Why would you do that? Think about that. That's Barack Obama pretending to drink the water in Flint, Michigan, in an attempt to convince the people they could go back to drinking water that is still polluted to this day. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. So you understand, not only do they not trust Norfolk Southern, not only do they not trust Pete Buttigieg, but there's a precedent because Barack Obama lied to his own community, too. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant mother like you. Wow. It's a little harsher than I expected. But the point is there is a storied history in this country. The EPA famously told first responders after September 11th that the air was fine. Come on down. That's ah, great at ground zero. Who doesn't like, you know, 300 tons of smoldering steel and ash? Come on, what could possibly be wrong with the air? And everyone went down there because of their patriotic duty, because of their commitment to their fellow man. Okay, we're in a really bad spot right now where we have learned to other the people who disagree with us politically. Compound that with the fact that we know our own government is willing to jeopardize your health or at least be cavalier with it on a long-term basis in the name of getting what it wants, and it becomes infinitely harder to generate buy-in into the collective bargain that is this country. So if people are skeptical, if people are cynical, don't blame some right-wing talk show host. Blame the people in the government that have been doing them dirty this whole time. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's a typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America, your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. 
reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Kennedy's coming up in the next hour. We'll be talking to Tommy Lahren as well, both of whom will get to weigh in on these comments from Pete Booty Judge, which was his rationalization that, yeah, the derailment's bad, but this stuff happens all the time. This is clip 16. Uh, look, rail safety is something that uh, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation ha- has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Yeah, guys, come on. Just because a, pl- a train flew off the track. Doesn't mean I'm bad at my job. Thousands of planes fly off the track every day. Do you realize how stupid that is, number one? But number two, it's the callous indifference to the people that are suffering in real time. Again, the point of America, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. We don't agree. We don't all want same things politically. But we are supposed to matter. We're supposed to be a country of equals. And all the people talking to you about equality and everything in between don't live through that prism. They don't look at the world as one group is as important as the other. Okay, we should be all hands on deck in East Palestine, Ohio. And sadly, I grew up in a time in this country where we would have been. But now the politics are more important than the people. The environmental yahoos are so hell-bent on phasing out pipelines for some odd reason— that we're causing more disasters by increasing our reliance on rail, and then we're screwing over the people who are victimized by it. Why? Because they don't want to bring attention to the fact that their own policies are what ultimately makes stuff like this more likely to keep on happening. That's the problem. Is In the bottom line is the Democrats are just full of, I can't say it, Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are back in action for a big hour on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking about the 2024 race for the White House, where the hot rumor is that Ron DeSantis is about to launch his campaign any minute now. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Trump doesn't seem to be a fan these days, but he's got competition all over the place. Nikki Haley is in the race. We're hearing talks of Larry Hogan getting into the race. People say he's got a shot. Not even close. Larry Hogan might have disqualified himself yesterday. If you're donating to the uh, Democratic, uh, the Democratic, the governor of Maryland, might as well be the Democratic governor of Maryland. You might have put a stop on that check after the interview he did. We'll get into that and so much more. 888-788-9910. Ron DeSantis, of course, on a goodwill tour of police stations today. He was in Staten Island, New York. Uh, the slums of Shaolin, as the Wu-Tang Clan famously opined. Uh, as guest producer Christine famously opined in her rundown today, cash rolls everything around me. <laughs> That's the old Wu-Tang lyric. Well, DeSantis, scaring up some campaign cash, was in a crowded catering hall, uh, throwing his support behind the cops, He got a little bit of a meeting with uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Twitter, who wrote ahead of his visit, Welcome to New York City, DeSantis, a place where we don't ban books, discriminate against our LGBTQ plus neighbors, use asylum seekers as props, or let the government stand between a woman and her health care. 
We're happy to teach you something about values while you're here. Shut up! Will you shut up? Listen, on the one end, I am actually happy to see Eric Adams take time out of his busy schedule of going to every nightclub in Chelsea, popping bottles with models. But when you start taking shots as DeSantis, at DeSantis, as the mayor of the city, more people are fleeing than anywhere else in the world. You sound like a little bit of a clown. <laughs> now, that's not me throwing my support behind DeSantis. We can have this discussion. I think they should fight it out. But I will tell you where my support ain't going. Okay, Larry Hogan is a dope. And everybody's trying to find a lane. There's going to be 171 people running for the Republican nomination. I do believe I'm running as of now. We'll see. But the point is everybody else is running. Remember the Cranberries album? Everybody's doing it, so why can't we? I think that's the motto in the 2024 race. Everybody's doing it. Why can't we? Um, Larry Hogan yesterday is asked about DeSantis and his approach to the curriculum bans that he has implemented in Florida. If you remember, the far left tried tried to get all of their gender identity, sexualization of, sexualization of children stuff into an AP African Studies course. They tried to pull the old Trojan horse move where they give the course one name, but it winds up doing a completely different thing. Democrats are so full of crap. If you don't believe me, ask the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act drives up inflation. What a fraud. But after it was passed, what did they tell us? Oh, this is the biggest climate reduction bill in history. And that was the point. People didn't support climate change enough for them to pass the biggest climate change bill in history. I'm sure there are people out there concerned about the weather. But economically empowering China and slave labor in the name of making more solar powers and windmills and, you know, killing more whales in the ocean along the way, for whatever reason that's going on, wasn't really a big priority for the American people. So the Democrats passed the bill under a different name. That's what they were doing down in Florida. They were passing an African AP studies course because they, you know, thought with a straight face, you know, they'd never been AP African studies. He's not going to do that, is he? But he did go out and do that. Why? Because the whole thing was a scam. Bingo. But here is Larry Hogan being asked by Chuck Todd about Chuck Todd's framing of what went on in Florida. You know, Chuck Todd is a guy that refers to the Parental Rights and Education Act as a don't say gay bill. The bill never mentions the word gay once in the six pages of the text. Never bans gay sex, never bans transgender people. Okay, it bans sexual discussion with my with kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade of all kinds. It's not like it singled out one particular type of sex or orientation. It singled out all of them. Because understand, growing up, up until about 15 minutes ago, about seriously, we all agreed that you weren't supposed to be talking to kids about sex. You weren't talking to kids about changing their genders. Okay, we had a word my whole life for people who wanted to talk to kids about sex. You know what they were called? They were called the defendant. Bingo, man, bingo. Please rise with the defendant. Please speak. But here's Larry Hogan. Again, trying to find a lane. You know, they agree on a lot. When you watch a party primary, they kind of agree on everything in terms of policy. So you've got to draw the little distinctions where you can. And what Larry Hogan is trying to say is that DeSantis is wading too far into the culture wars. But if you poll the parents, they're on DeSantis' side. But here's Larry Hogan, clip 31. 
most people just don't think we should be talking about, you know, things like sex to young kids and that parents want to be more involved in this decisions about what their kids are being taught. However, uh, you know, I think some of this rhetoric is, uh, you know, it, some, you know d- demanding that things be done a certain way or that you can't say this, or you can't say that. We've got to be really careful. I know. About- does it feel like you're going the other way? Like it, yeah. it's sort of like you're on one hand, you've Governor DeSantis claiming, hey, I don't want all of this, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you can say. And I'm going to tell you what you can't say. Well, I'm a small government you know, common sense conservative, and to me it sounds like big government and uh, authoritarian. You suck, you jackass. R.I.P. the Larry Hogan campaign. Hogan went on Meet the Press and tried to get the approval of Meet the Press. Such an idiot. And didn't understand that you were never, there's no version of life or history or the way the world's going to spin in the next two billion years that's going to result in Meet the Press granting its approval to a Republican nominee for president. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And if they were, they'd be giving that approval right now, in real time, to Ron DeSantis. Okay, when you think about the state of Florida, okay, you got a guy in DeSantis. There's more people moving to his state than anywhere else in the country. Like, look at it like a restaurant. If there's a line three and a half hours to get in, People are okay with the chef. If you look at the COVID mortality rates, be a good example, okay? They went the complete opposite of California. The end result is that they wound up with better COVID numbers in terms of mortality, in terms of their economy, in terms of the education of children. And, oh, by the way, in terms of crime, they have supported police and managed to lower their crime rate At a time when the rest of the country, I mean, be honest, domestic tourism is down right now because people would rather travel someplace safer like Kiev. It's a bad time. But in a world where you are what your record says you are, a guy like Larry Hogan trying to thread that needle and abandoning parents in the process is left with a record that says he's completely full of bottom line. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. The show that loves you like a sibling. We'll always be brothers. It's Fox Across America with brother Jimmy Fallon. Folks, I have said it before and I have will say it again right here on the air. When you talk about the most talented host in cable news, this next guest watches all of them. Uh, she is the host of Kennedy on the Fox <laughs> Business Network. And she's back in studio. The K-Train is here. Hey, girl. Hey, the Laura cr- Ingram. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but a running joke on Kennedy's show is whenever we have drinks, Kennedy will lead a toast with her staff where she goes to the most talented host in TV. And we all yell out, Laura, Laura Ingram. Ingram. Pretty funny. And it's the, not a joke. And the crowd. No, pal, no. First of all, let me let me course correct here. Oh, Joe. no question. Yeah. When it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like if you say Laura Ingram anywhere in the building, it's, you know. <laughs> But we're fired up, not just because we work with Laura. Mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hi, yo. Uh, yes, girl. Uh, but Kennedy and I uh, are here to announce, speaking of crowd noise, that we are embarking on a multi-city stand-up comedy tour. Hold it. <laughs> and those are just the local strip club and steakhouse owners. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are not. We the are fans. leaving a bill of uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars in our wake. <laughs> I, I cannot wait, Jim. We are traversing this great nation of ours, going to some of the choicest theaters throughout the land because we want to talk to the people directly. We want to sign books and shirts and boobs. We will do it all. It will be a full service, vertically integrated operation. Uh, and it is the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Yes, and to be clear, some of them will be female boobs. Some of them. I mean, a vast majority, if you've seen my fans, it's, you know, it's going to be a lot of... <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I signed up for it, But, we, <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to change the world. Remember the end of the naked gun where the dog's licking the mailman and the Palestinians and the Jewish people are back they're, together they're again? And, yeah, yep. they're hugging it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the world. It's called the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Uh, you will see a graphic for it and tour dates on sale uh, later this week. We will post it all over social media. Shout it from the rooftops. This is a big deal. And if, if we're not coming to your town, just demand it. That's yes. what you have to do. You put out the bat signal wherever you are. Jimmy and I will service you. <laughs> and we'll come to your town. And do comedy. Exactly right. <laughs> there it is. Right there in the La Quinta. We will service you. <laughs> and then we'll head over to the show. We'll have a couple of yuck yucks. Uh, I'm so excited. Are you pumped up? I cannot wait. I mean, we we've already got some some great dates set. I don't know if we can announce them at this point. No. Nope. But if you live mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Smearwater, cannot... <laughs> to Florida, yeah, or rhymes, something that rhymes with it that. rhymes with Smearwater, Florida, Hesa, Arizona, <laughs> Kingfield, Missouri, uh, Rexington, Kentucky, named after a local dog. Uh, and I do believe, hold on, there's something going on in Michigan. I have to get this down. There's a lot going on. But the yes. point is, the first uh, six dates of the tour will go on st- on sale later this week, and it's going to be a banger. And it made so much sense when they were like, hey, you got to do a comedy tour with Kennedy, because as you know, my Fox career started because of Kennedy, so it's only right that it should end because of Kennedy. <laughs> it's only right. It's the Alpha and the Omega, <laughs> and I'm proud of that. Dude, we're going to an opera house. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. I think we should write an opera. I think it's the right thing. I think that we've got an aria or two in us. Uh, The Ballad of Don Lemon. I wanted to talk to you about Don Lemon because I saw you had to do this uh, last week. I was up at Utica slanging jokes. He's off the air today. That's so weird. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, he's a, you know what? He's it's President's president. Day, yeah, He's Jim. a big fan of the president's. He, he will not work on a day as sacred as this. And good for him. At least somebody still respects the institution <laughs> of the presidency. Uh, he is off today. I don't believe I'm reading too much into this. Uh, and again, I'm not a proponent of anyone getting canceled or losing their job. I mean, I think the punishment for behaving like Don Lemon is to have to do more of that show. And to wake up every day and be Don Lemon. Yeah. That is that is the punishment. That is the hard part. That's a flesh prison right there with a very difficult warden. So, I, you know, I'm never on the air like, yeah, we got to get rid of these guys. No, I don't, I don't like that either. But uh, I think it's, it's fun to pile on him yeah. and to call out how dumb he is, yeah. and when you are wrong and you know you're wrong mm-hmm. and the stupid words have escaped your mouth, <laughs> you and I have both been in that <laughs> position. Oh, and you you can't get them back. Uh-huh. You can claw. You can try. Nope. You can try and will yourself into a dream that you can wake up from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. The last thing you should do, the last phrase you should utter when you're wrong is, just Google it. <laughs> that does not absolve you of your ridiculous sins. Just Google it, man. Yeah, women totally 
past their prime at 50. Google it. Well, listen, I, I do want to give him credit for one thing because he has created a whole new category on the adult websites. They've now rephrased yeah. it to women past their prime. Past their prime and looking fine. <laughs> Kennedy is in studio. This thing ain't going to kiss itself. <laughs> Been a grown-up talk about Can we say that? Don Lemon, who knows? Yet? Nobody cares. It's, we'll be back from commercial in a minute. You just keep talking. It's just you and me, girlfriend. It is just you and me. We're going on a Laughs and Liberty tour. We're going to yuck it up around the country, meet the people. Why? Because we are of the people. That's, That's who we are. Right. And and we are, listen, we we're have. We're going to have to extend that VIP access. Yeah, Because we're doing a meet and greet. Yeah, we're yeah. doing a grip and grin. <laughs> we're doing a, a cup and cough. No, like, whatever we need to do. No, we will th- sign your baby. We'll throw it. Sign, whatever you need us to do. I mean, we're, we're accommodating. That's the thing about us. I've got hypoallergenic Sharpie somewhere. <laughs> sign that baby. Hell, I might even start lactating again just to really help people out. <laughs> you know what? Uh, no, knowing what I know about you, I know your, your your commitment to the community is such that you would do that. Okay, first of all, mm. NDA, it was signed, so let's just bottom line it there, Jim. We move on. <laughs> Sometimes a bowler has to face the music, Roy. And, uh, that bowler is you. I'm the big Ern McCracken and Roy Munson of comedy tours. Now, we're going on the road. It's going to be great. But we have to talk about some other things I wanted to throw at you really quick. So in this 2024 race, I almost I wanted to talk strategy with you. I feel like Nikki Haley should have leaned in harder. And instead of being like, oh, this is how racist Republicans could be, I think she should have taken a cheap shot at Lemon. I know she took the high road, but I don't think anybody respects the high road anymore. Do you think you get credit for taking the high road? Absolutely not. I don't think so. No, you, you got to take the the well-trodden, dirty, stinky, <laughs> it's unfortunate. undignified <laughs> road. If you are running for president— mm-hmm. Get your elbows in there. Yeah, he because he got to bruise some some people. He, he gave her a wide open body shot. Yes, you know this guy's been demoted in, from prime time to a three man show. He's probably going to get run off the morning show because it's not just this. Like he's been pretty bad to his female co host. Did you see the one where he cut out of the commercial break? He's like, stop the music, so he could lecture her about trusting the New York Post as a source. Yeah, and the New York Post has gotten everything right. Well, by it the turns way. out. As it turns out. Yeah, writer than Lemon. Yeah, thank you. And we like the New York Post, although I'm reminded of the old street joke. I only buy Hustler magazine, so I have something to hide the Post in. <laughs> God, love the Post. I worked at the Post. That's what I, I was working it at the Post. It is my publication of choice. Oh, like, you better believe remember it. Remember when Katie Couric asked Sarah Palin, like, what newspapers do you read? And yeah. she's like, I mean, all of them. <laughs> so if, if someone asked me that, the first thing I would say is the New York, I love the Post. You're my damn my right favorite you do. thing is reading a paper copy of the Post. Thank Not you. as easy to find as they were in the 90s, mm-hmm. still quite affordable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we both read them. And it's almost required viewing if you're going to be a part of our hang. But I loved, it's funny that you bring up Sarah Palin. Yeah, she did like, she's like, I like the ones with the words and the pictures in them. <laughs> but she waited on 2024. Does Facebook need a button called who asked you yes <laughs> specifically like, for her she's like I, I think DeSantis should sit out we're like the question was welcome to mcdonald's how can i help you yeah nobody no one, cares no one asked you and even <laughs> when she's like president trump needs my endorsement so bad and he's probably gonna make me secretary of the interior and he's like hey dollface why don't you come up here and tell people to vote for me that's it all right sit down i'm never talking to you again <laughs> Kennedy's in studio. We're going on tour. That's where we're going. We're going on tour. Going on tour. We're going on tour. And prior to us. We may have to get a bus. We should get a bus. Yeah. We may have to get a big, fat bus. We had joked about a. Groupies and a PS5. (laughs) 
Uh, even chicken like, wings, you know, you know, we can toss them out know, the window. You know they should, are biodegradable. You know what we should do? We should lean in and have fun. We should get a limo, but it should be like a 78. You know, the one with Absolutely like the, the right. wedding singer limo? Yes. And we should get a PS1, to be clear. <laughs> Maybe even a Nintendo. Yeah, an Atari. Yes, we should We should low rent this. Yeah, and, and the sad thing is we won't be able to afford a driver, per se, but we can each take turns once we sober up <laughs> driving the other. And I'll be Miss Daisy in the back like, Jim, can you ask if they have Coke Zero? I need a little something to pour in my bourbon. <laughs> We're coming. We're coming to your city. Yeah. In the words of Big and Rich, and so what if we have to drive ourselves? Uh, prior to hitting the road, I will be hosting your show this Wednesday and Thursday. Fantastic. You, you talk about a win for the American people. It's Yes, because I will be out of town <laughs> and off the air, and, uh, and you will take the reins. The term is addition by subtraction. No, I'm kidding. We got a phone call from management, and they were like, uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. I kid. The K train coming soon to a city near you. You're choo, the coolest. Choo. Back after this. Right here on the Big Bad, one and only, internationally renowned, high-flying, death-defying Fox across America. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And yes, Kennedy, who was just in the studio, is joining me. On a Laughs and Liberty tour, it takes off in the month of May. We'll be touring right through the summer. A lot of theaters and opera houses. Very fancy. Uh, But the tickets will be beyond affordable because we just want to get out and meet the people. Make a few bucks, tell a few jokes, hang with the gang. Uh, When we go on the road, I had mentioned this about Fat Cats this past weekend. Uh, The reason I encourage you guys all to come is you really get the feeling when you're there and you look around that you're a part of something special. We're doing something really unique in any field of media, conservative, liberal, anything in between. Um, You know, we've built like a weird movement where we're kind of like taking over American media right now. We're all over the TV. You know, we started on 27 stations. We're on like 136 and we're going to continue to grow. We have more launches coming up. And the reason why is because this is, it really is like a we the people show or I'm not the star of the show. We are. You know, this movement of people who are fun, who, yes, we're politically passionate, but we're fun. It's not angry. It's not a bile distillery. You know, most, you know, talk radio, you listen to it all day and it's just three hours of, you've got to get mad. And like, no, we don't want you to get mad. You're not going to make good decisions when you're mad. Just kind of hang out. Have a good time. The world's on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows. We're the table at the casino that's laughing and having fun. The table you want to be a part of because they're winning. Positive energy attracts positive outcomes. If you're sitting around all negative and dour, you're not changing the world. You're not attracting anybody to the cause. We're goofing off half the day. And I'll be honest with you, the fact that I don't go out of my way to try to recruit people to the conservative cause recruits more people to the conservative cause than anything anybody yelling and screaming could do. When you're right, you're right. They you're ju- right. They just recognize we're the cool side of this equation. That's who we are. Okay, we're not the ones trying to reconfigure children's books. Okay, if you're familiar, and I covered this on America's Newsroom today, Roald Dahl, okay, and guy wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which, as I was telling Dana Perino, I believe is now called Charlie and the Peanut Free Chocolate Factory. You don't you know, hurt anybody's feelings allergic to peanuts. Uh, but, you know, he's well known for those books, Matilda the Witches. 
Okay, Puffin Books, who publishes these books, they have approved changes. So the books continue to be enjoyed by all today. This is the stupidest thing you've ever heard, okay? Descriptions of characters, including the words fat, ugly, and crazy, have been removed from his writing in an attempt to provide more sensitive depictions of body positivity and mental health. This is ridiculous. And it's embarrassing. Okay, body positivity, while however well-intended, is the worst thing in the world for people's health. I think he's got a point. Seriously, the best thing that could ever happen to this country is Lizzo coming out as a Republican, at which point the Democrats would go from saying she's brave and wonderful to she's fat and terrible, go on a diet, you Republican slob, and they would call attention to the fact that being overweight attracts negative health outcomes. Okay, the highest percentage of people who died from COVID, are you ready for it? Obese people. So telling folks body positivity, it is not good. I'm not saying you need to be a supermodel. Look at me. I look like I get paid in carbohydrates. This is absolutely gross. I mean, seriously. So I'm not telling you I'm putting out a swimsuit calendar anytime soon. But the idea that we're trying to remove the stigma from being overweight can't shield you from the consequences of being overweight. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So it's an example of us picking the wrong battles. Yeah, they're trying to make the language nicer. That's great. But folks, kids don't read right now. Kids look at games on their phone. They play them for three and a half minutes, get bored, switch to another game on their phone. We're having enough of a challenge getting kids to read without dumping our own political ideology into their books. Again, they didn't ask for this. White liberal people did. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's walk through some of this, though. In the 1983 novel, The Witches. You guys remember The Witches? Christine, you remember The Witches? You read The Witches like crazy, right? I sure do, and I remember the movie as well. I used to be afraid that they, someone was going to turn me into a little mouse. <laughs> Instead, they turned you into an alcoholic. Isn't that weird? I mean. <laughs> Either way, you wind up eating cheese at the end of the night. It's all the same. It's hard to lie and say you're wrong, Jimmy. <laughs> so I just won't say anything. People are starting to talk, Christine. Uh, the word chambermaid becomes cleaner. Does that make you feel any better, Christine? I guess a little bit. Keep going. Uh, great flock of ladies is changed to great group of ladies. Now, is that supposed to mean that calling them a flock was equivocating them to birds? And what happens to flock of seagulls now? <laughs> well, they're banned. They were canceled a long time ago. Are you kidding me? None of those seagulls were vaccinated. They got canceled. They're like, no, no, feed them an Alka-Seltzer, blow them up. We can't have them flying around spreading the COVID. Uh, you must be mad, woman, is now you must be out of your mind. That's worse. <laughs> when my husband says I'm out of my mind, I will go out of my mind. So that is worse. <laughs> Uh, and the old hag is altered to the old crow. I know that's that's a tie. Yeah, it's not better. You're not calling someone a hag. You're calling them an old crow. When was the last time someone was setting you up on a blind date and they're like, yeah, she's an old crow. And you're like, oh, great. No, that sounds awesome. Beautiful. Let me read you some more. This is what's going on. Even foul, ball-headed females is cut to foul females. I mean, you're still a foul female. Weird. The sentence, even if she is working as a cashier in a supermarket or typing letters for a businessman, 
now reads, even if she is working as a top scientist or running a business. But when you're talking about like hiding someone's supernatural powers, I would think making their job more entry level draws a bigger contrast, does it not? Let me give you more. In Matilda, Miss Trunchbull's great horsey face is now just face. Eight nutty little idiots has been changed to eight nutty little boys. And a reference to a character turning white has now become quite pale. Oh, come <laughs> on. Quite privilege. Check your quite privilege. I'm not going to sign up for this. Mothers and fathers is now parents because heaven forbid. Wait, I don't understand that one. You can't have a mom they, and a they dad. They don't want a gendered parent anymore. We're reconfiguring the entire world. For the 1% of people in this world. And again, they're entitled to exist and feel welcomed and wonderful. But it doesn't mean we should erase our entire state of being to accommodate their language preferences. But can we even say parents? I mean. No. No. What should we say? Like the people that let me stay at their house for 18 years? Like if if there is a tornado, that is an act of birthing person nature. That is not mother nature. That is birthing person nature. In the twits, Mrs. Twit is no longer ugly and beastly, but simply beastly. Uh, this is my favorite one. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, is now folks. That's not my favorite one. That's just more absurdity because they don't want to offend non-binary children. So you can't say ladies and gentlemen. You just have to say folks. I don't like the term folks. When someone addresses you right in an email and they start with folks. Yeah, it sounds snarky. Like yes, condescending, it's, right? Now, but as it turns out, do you remember when George W. Bush was derided for calling the Taliban folks? He was like, these folks are no good. I it do. turns out he was just being uh, mindful of their gender preferences because you know how supportive they are of the trans community over in the Taliban. <laughs> But this is the gold medalist. I love this one. And Josh brought this up earlier, Josh. The character of Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is no longer fat. Now he is referred to as enormous. Josh, I believe it was you that said that's more insulting. I mean, it's just, it's (laughs) far too descriptive. It's on the same plane as husky. I mean, just, no, don't go down that road. Stop it. Just say it fat. Just say it. F-A-T, fat. You know, like a fat, fat, you can go on a diet. Like enormous is beyond a diet. You know, enormous is, you know, you're making circus money if you play your cards you right. You've got a TLC show. <laughs> Actually sounds worse. But this is the thing, like we're picking the wrong battles. This is the point I keep making. Kids aren't reading. They're not reading to begin with. But now you're overwhelming their reading experience with grievance politics, you're training them to go looking for the bad words. And again, we used to go looking for the bad words, but they were like bad words. They weren't parents. You know, they weren't gendered language. And again, I say this about fat all the time, okay? I am no show pony. If I was a male dancer, my name would be Tragic Mike. But the point is, even I recognize the dangers of being overweight and frequently speak to them to my audience. They're trying to destigmatize stuff that carries negative health consequences. So in papering over the problem, they increase the likelihood that somebody's well-being is compromised. Like never forget, with targeted data at our disposal, targeted data, meaning we knew who was getting COVID, we knew who was dying from COVID. And it told us the overwhelming majority of COVID deaths came from elderly Americans with underlying health complications and people who were on the Jimmy Fallon diet. Put that cookie down now. But the point is, we knew that's who was susceptible to COVID. And what did they do to encourage vaccines? They're like, well, if you get a vaccine, we'll give you a Krispy Kreme donut. 
Or do you remember Bill de Blasio? Oh, eat the Shake Shack burger. If you get a vaccine, I want you to think of Shake Shack when you go get that vaccine. Because you're going to be eating a good burger. You're going to be eating fries. Yes, that's what we did in this country. We fought arson by giving out gasoline and matches. It's stupid. But this is my bigger issue again and again and again. Nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for this. The reason they're reconfiguring the language is it's given them a new civil rights movement. Okay, it's a fake one, but it's a movement nonetheless. And they can Trojan horse their agenda and give us what we want or people are going to die. People are going to kill themselves. Okay, the civil rights era. It's the most commendable things that's ever happened in any country anywhere in the world. Yes, people like to yell and scream about America's founding in a time of institutionalized slavery. But no country on earth has done more to level that playing field. No country on earth has created a more tolerant and inclusive society than we have. Okay, but we're now living at a time where people manufacture grievances. Okay, and in this instance, these are manufactured grievances. This is straight up, you know. Nobody is walking down the street right now suffering because of the language written in a book in 1983. That's not what's going on. But the actual description given us to us by the publisher was they're up, they're updating these books <laughs> to make sure they can continue to be enjoyed by all today. Dude, if you want to enjoy them by all today, just I'm telling you because I care. Shut up about changing the language. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, think about that. At a time when no one's reading, like we've fallen behind the world in literacy. 39th, dude. Like, this is bad. You can't get them to open a book to begin with, but now you're asking them to open it as some type of a culture warrior looking to right societal wrongs in your time machine that goes back to 1983 and reconfigures the language to make it more acceptable by today's standards. This doesn't help kids, and it doesn't help reading. It helps people on the woke left that are trying to score political points by controlling our use of the language. Introducing Woke Children's Books, a politically correct reading series for every taste. Come on, honey. We're going to read Charlie and the Peanut Free Chocolate Factory. All of our titles have been carefully reworded, so you won't have to worry about offending the outrage mob. Are you reading green eggs and ham? No, it's cage-free eggs and vegan ham. Phew, I thought we were going to have to fire you. All of the classics have been reworked from plus sized Albert to my curious George. Reading to kids is a dangerous job these days, so don't get canceled. Get woke children's books where your family will always be safe. Mom, can we read the three little pigs? You can't call them pigs. They're body positive. This is exhausting. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on a Monday. I will be on tonight. The Sean Hannity Show, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, we bring in that comedy game to Fox and Friends, 7.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow night, 
I am back on Gutfeld, highest-rated late-night comedy show in America, right here on the Fox News Channel. Uh, that goes off at 11 o'clock. You'll see me on the panel with GG. Uh, Thursday, I'm on the Faulkner Focus with Harris Faulkner, and she is thrilled to have me back on the show. That is offensive, and it is not true. Well, I'll be there. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'll be hosting Kennedy Wednesday night on the Fox Business Network. I will also be appearing on the Sean Hannity Show afterwards. Uh, Thursday, uh, I am on Fox and Friends first, bright and early, and then I will be on Kennedy that night as your host, also appearing on the Sean Hannity Show as well. And then Friday, you can catch me with my man Stuart Varney, who will be talking about the Biden financial policy of sending unlimited blank checks to Ukraine. That is financial lunacy. And Friday night, you can see me on Waters World. I'm also scheduled to be on Hannity. I don't know how that's going to work out, but we're going to make it. We're going to make it happen one way or the other. But right now, I am right here in the studio with you where I belong. We're talking about real heavy-handed censorship when it comes to books and, you know, the emphasis on rewriting the language, you know, people weighed in on this that I find fascinating because they have a little bit of a background in this sort of thing. Uh, one of the better ones I heard, man, I don't know where to start with this because there's just so much going on. <laughs> this is so funny. Salman Rushdie wrote, I, let me just give you this. He called it absurd censorship. Ronald Dahl was no angel, but this is absurd censorship. He wrote this on Twitter, adding that publisher Puffin. Uh, and the dollar state should be ashamed. Pierce Morgan uh, said censorship of Roald Dahl is more akin to China's cultural revolution than supposed democracies. And it's true. When you control the language, you control the people. But this is all pretend stuff when it comes to degendering language. Here is a South Park clip from 2005, an episode where Mr. Garrison claimed he had become a woman and now wanted to have an abortion. Here is a joke from South Park in 2005 that spoke to the scientific limitations on reassigning one's gender. It's clip 37. Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. A woman has a right to choose. No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. And that is spot on true. And was anyone calling to cancel South Park in 2005? The answer would be no. Was anyone calling to cancel Mr. Rogers when he famously said, Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Now that's characterized as like transphobia. We want to kill people. We want to lead an attack or harm against this. No, not at all. They have every right to be whatever the hell they want. Of course they do. But it doesn't mean we all reconfigure biology and go along with this per pretend charade where we're putting tampons in boys' rooms. You could absolutely be trans. You could be anything you want. You could identify as a German shepherd for all I care. <coughs> but it doesn't change the reality of biology. And when you change the language, biology doesn't change with it. Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can be the daddies, yes, sir.
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. That is us, numero uno. Definitely have championship talent in this locker room. We do need a coaching change, though. I'm not going to lie. Tell them like it is. We're going to have that discussion with Tommy Laren, who joins us in this hour from OutKick, makes a triumphant return to the show to discuss the 2024 race for the White House and the fact that a man who has been the Democratic favorite in several elections before the party did him dirty, I'm talking about Bernie Sanders, who is as big of a scam as there is anywhere in this country. We're going to get into him as well. Why? Because Bernie Sanders, who, as you know, is a devout anti-capitalist. We discussed this on America's Newsroom today. He's charging $95 to get into a lecture about the evils of capitalism. That's what's going on. I mean, come on, Bernie Sanders. What a dirtbag. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this shindig. It's also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of this shindig. Like, if you just want to call up and give me a hard time, we would love that. <laughs> just, just pick up the phone and... You're an idiot! Fine, I'm into that. In fact, I, I do understand some people have picked up the phone today and given Christina a hard time. Christina, is it true that as our guest call screener today, we've had some lewd comments? Yeah, some of your calls are a little naughty. Is that going on right now? I love it when you talk dirty. No, I don't know. Behave Do you think uh, Mike gets that problem? I, I think Mike actually calls them. I think this is these are star 69s. I think Mike calls people, uses lewd language, and they're just calling us back is what I think you're falling victim to here. All I'm going to say is uh, we on the Guy Benson show do not have this problem. Is that true? Never. Uh, they run a class show on the uh, over on the Guy Benson show. That is a classy organization. That is a fact check false. But the point is, behave. If you're going to call Crazy Christine, 888-788-9910. This is a class show. Okay, we don't want you to confuse us with that fraudulent operation they're running up in Vermont in the Bernie Sanders office. So listen to this really quick. And I said this on America's Newsroom, but I'll say it again. Okay, Bernie Sanders is charging $95 to get into a lecture about it's, oh, it's called It's Okay to Be Angry at Capitalism. Folks, if you're paying $95 to get into an anti-capitalism lecture, the only thing you should be angry at is yourself. Bingo. Because you're an idiot. Bernie, to his credit... He's a scam. It's a total scam. The guy's got three houses. The guy's making more money than God. Okay, he's taking advantage of gullible people. I don't begrudge him that. He's found a good lane. I'm going to sell the world on the evils of capitalism while making money off capitalism. That's what he's doing. And I don't, listen, it's a good hustle. But here he is. He's, conf- he's confronted about it. The hypocrisy, the obvious hypocrisy. And he gives you a non-answer. It's clip 32. Tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po- uh, politics and pros and independent bookstore charging some tickets most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things at all. But what a fraud. I mean, seriously, Bernie Sanders, I don't make a nickel out of these events. 
Dude, the guy has a book deal. When you pawn this off to my publisher is doing the event, and when you do an event with any major publisher, they're going to do these events. I don't make a nickel. Dude, your book deal pays you based on how many books you sell. So the more people that come to these events, the more books you sell, the more money you make. That is correct. But bigger than that, if this is, you know, the angers, it's okay to be angry about capitalism. The idea that there are carve-outs for these people is why no one can take them seriously. If capitalism is so bad, shouldn't be a part of capitalism. Okay, if Ticketmaster is so bad and antitrust, Ticketmaster is a monopoly. That's why they're so terrible at what they do. They're banging you a $40 convenience charge if you're lucky, but there's no incentive for their websites to pro, you know, properly function, which is why they're always crashing whenever a big artist's tickets go on sale. Bernie Sanders is a scam. Okay? Oh, this is... I don't make a nickel off of this. Dude, you're selling books, which means you make money every time they sell. And he's trying to say, well, there's, you know, there's just some, there's just some instances where they're charging extra money. But most of the time, you pay $40, you get a free book to go with it. Dude, did you hear what you just said? If you're paying $40, is the book free? <laughs> What the hell do you think the $40 is for? I mean, dude. Democrats are so full of crap. But people fall for it. Okay? And that's the scam. People do fall for this. Like, Bernie, he's trying to save the world. He's so anti-capitalism. He's made over $10 million selling books about it. He's so committed to reducing your carbon footprint to save the environment. He's built not one, not two, but three homes to reduce his carbon footprint. And people are like, yeah. And that's, you know, it's sucker stuff. These Bernie Sanders is in the Bernie Sanders business. And I respect that. I respect the hustle. Do you remember the old Jay-Z lyric, you can't knock the hustle? You can't knock this hustle. He has found gullible people he can sell stuff to. If a guy is against capitalism, he's not charging you $95 to warn you about it. Okay, you're trying to make that message as accessible to as many human beings as possible in order for your gospel to spread. Remember that passage in the Bible where Jesus was charging thirty-seven fifty to hear the Sermon on the Mount? Do you remember that? <laughs> He's just standing there. He's like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn water into wine for thirty seven fifty, and for an additional eight dollars or even forty five bucks, we'll throw in some fish. This bread will become fish. You just got to get in here for forty five dollars, dude. You don't spread the gospel behind a paywall. That's the biggest scam I've ever heard. But that's exactly what he's doing. Okay, Robert is in Florida. Hello, hello. Hey, Jimmy, calling from Dunedin, Florida, the next hometown of the next president. Whoa, that's big DeSantis talk, is it not? It is, and I'm sitting out here, Jimmy, okay, we're listening to your radio show, and the young lady that I got with me is my 30-year-old University of Vermont graduate, Bernie lover, 
Lauren Castellaco happens to live in Winooski, Vermont, still, which uh-huh. is killing me. So if she went to the University of Vermont, what color is her Subaru? Uh, no, no Subaru. Tell oh. him. Whoa! You're going to lose your degree. I'm a Chevy girl. Oh, there you go. I respect that hustle. Uh, well, welcome to the show. It's nice of you guys to listen. You doubled my audience. You know, you know. Perfect. I was going to say, I want to cancel you, not because of anything you have to say, but you're raising my dad's blood pressure, and he's 70 years old. I can't, can't uh, Whoa. Have kill him like this. I, I love that you're blaming me and not the meth. <laughs> no, but, but, Jimmy, what she failed to say is I'm Italian guy. Okay, looks better than you at 70 than you do at 44. Dude, I don't have to take this, Robert. I have a hair and makeup crew. I'll close the gap on you in a second. <laughs> I, I've also seen you in person. I've also seen you in person, okay? Uh-huh. And from above, okay, you got get, got to get rid of the boots. Not because they're white, but mm-hmm. they look like... Uh, you know, they're 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 raised at the toe. They kind of pointing at you. You look like a little fairy. <laughs> this is, you know, it's funny. Yes, Christine, the call screener, just asked if these were fans or if this is like an on air attack. It's a little of both, Christine. This is how we do. Well, what's st- wrong with your call? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I stand by the boots. I want you to know this. The boots are like renowned around the country now. Like if I go on tour and I don't wear white boots, everybody's like, "Where are your boots, bro?" So it's become its own monster now. And tomorrow night on Gutfeld, I'm unveiling a new pair. So you've been warned. But it, no, I saw you in Tampa in May. Yep. We love you. I listen to you when I'm not golfing out here in the garden. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, and and tell your daughter. Uh, thanks for listening and hearing me out. Despite our political differences, we are one united. No, she loves you. Oh, come she on, girlfriend. You. Well, we're going to be back. We're going to be in Clearwater. I'm going to be there with Kennedy in May. Uh, May, oh, the t- wow. May the 20th. So the tickets will be on sale too. You guys should come hang out with us in Clearwater. You can go out with me and you Kennedy too. after the you- show. No, you should come to Dunedin, okay, and, and entertain us, okay, dude, for the dude, night. Dude, don't reroute my tour. You call up and sold my boots and now reroute my tour. That's a – listen, too, I, go we're, ahead. We're, we're two, two miles from Clearwater Beach. All right, well, then I'll see you in Clearwater. That's enough of you, Robert. But tell your daughter have a great day. Get him out of here. Get him out. So funny. Good people calling into the show. When we were down in Tampa last year – that was like one of the most debauched road gigs I've ever done. We took Mikey, and uh, we went to a, a local children's establishment called the Dollhouse. And played with Mikey, got to play with some dolls, <laughs> one wad of singles at a time. Uh, we had a great time down there. Every Ebor City, fantastic. But yes, May the twentieth, we're going to be down in Clearwater. Myself and Kennedy, you can come hang out with me in the K train in person. And all of our dates uh, are going up for sale this week. Uh, we just go through the the approval process of making sure our schedules are clear and everything like that. But we're pumped up. We're pumped up to get on the road, meet people like Robert and his crazy daughter. I'm kidding. She seems like a good egg. But the scam of Bernie Sanders, okay, is that he wants you to believe we're saving. It's going to save the country by getting rid of this capitalist system. But everybody who tells you they've got to get rid of capitalism wants to make money in order to do so. That's how it works every single time. Okay, they want to save you. I've got a cause. Climate change going to wipe us out. Please give us money. Capitalism, it's bad. Please give us money. That's what goes on every single... The Republicans are racist. Please give us money. Every single time. And some people do, in fact, pony up. Pay up, suckers. That's what goes on. But you understand. If you are trying to spread a gospel, an anti-capitalism gospel, 
the more money you charge to hear the sermon, the less people are going to hear it. That's why here on Terrestrial Radio, the reason you don't hear me pushing my podcast all day, which you can get at foxacrossamerica.com, but the reason I'm not pushing it relentlessly, I probably plug it once a week, is I am mindful of the fact that live terrestrial radio is always going to reach more people, okay, as long as it's done well and we're not all mailing it in with the same one-note political bile distillery that I hear up and down a lot of these dials. Come on, fellas, little hustle here. Uh, but the point being is if you need everybody on earth to hear, if you want to make your world accessible, you don't put money in the way. It's like when Disney talks to you about tolerance and inclusion. We need to make the park more inclusive. Okay, maybe don't charge $130 to get in. I got to be honest. The prices are keeping a lot more people out of Disney World than the pronouns. There's not that many families out in the parking lot going, gee, kids, we'd love to take you into Disney World, but these pronouns are so pricey. No, no. It's the fact that you want to go to Disney World. Yeah, of course. We all want to go to Disney World. Hey, kids, you want to go to Disney World? What are they going to say? But then they find out the only way to pay for it is for Dad to turn tricks behind Space Mountain. But Mickey gave his big statement, too, didn't he? Oh, diversity, inclusion, screw you, Ron DeSantis. And then ultimately was forced to back down because it hurt its bottom line. Because when it comes to tolerance and inclusion or anti-capitalism or pro-climate agenda, the theme always remains the same. Money, 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 money. Always, every damn time. Bernie Sanders no different than John Kerry before him or Mickey Mouse before them. All right, now, get out there and make me some good money. <laughs> this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be chatting with Tommy Lahren in the next break, but her opening act is out in the great state of Wisconsin. Kurt is on the line. Yo, Kurt. Hey, Jimmy. Yo, I'm man. Wondering, how, why do you think the, the White House notified Russia before they notified the American people that Biden went to Ukraine? And how much money... Do you think that uh, Ukraine that we're sending them is going to come back to the 2024 election on the Democrats? Listen, I never know what to believe. I don't like the idea that we're not auditing the money, though, because, it you know, long before there was a war in Ukraine, uh, we considered that country the biggest corruption risk on the planet. So you're right to be concerned that we're declaring unlimited money. Uh, for a war that we're being told is the root of all evil in our country. It's almost like there's some weird incentive to keep that war going on. So I respect your cynicism uh, when it comes to Ukraine. Uh, and I do feel the frustration of everybody in this country who can't get Biden to pay attention here, but he can't get out of the country fast enough. So you're not wrong out there in Wisconsin. Right. Uh, but I still have to get off the line with you because I'm being encouraged to avoid dairy. 
uh, after all the freaking food I ate up in Utica this week. So Wisconsin is persona non grata till at least Thursday. But thank you for the call, Kurt. Uh, you you got to get out here. We I'm coming. Out here more Yo, than anywhere. Kurt, You're I coming. have dates coming uh, that are going to get announced later this week. And all I'll right. be out to see you by the fall the latest. So get your game face on, brother. Thank you, my man. There he goes. Matt is in Missouri. Yo, Matt. Yeah, Jimmy. Hey, I understand that certain Bernie Sanders. I got a touch of insanity. I get it. I bought a fifty thousand dollar ball cap and they threw in a boat. So, yeah, it's, I get it. You get, a, you get a free entry, forty bucks, and they throw in a book. It's yeah, that's how it works. It's such a scam. It's such there. So liberalism is a mental disorder, the enemy of humanity, and they prove it every time they talk. Well, listen. I do think there is this thing within Bernie. It's the same thing with the climate people. I, I, I respect the hustle of what they're doing because they know there's gullible people with disposable income. Like, what's the difference between Bernie Sanders and a stripper? You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I never looked at it that way. I'm glad I tuned your in because that's ex- a wonderful way to look at it. No, look at Al Gore. I yeah. mean, he's fleecing him for millions. He's got what? Three three thousand square foot homes is the electric yeah. bill is like seventeen hundred dollars a month and yeah. on oh. a low slow month and oh. and he's telling us all to turn it off, turn everything off. No, it's not. I'm telling you, Bernie Sanders is no. It's no believing he hates capitalism. It's like believing a stripper likes you. You know what I mean? It's the same right, yeah. gullible. <laughs> let's go on a date. You just got to come see me at work, and we'll be on a date Friday night. You know, I love it. You hey, I was I was 16 once. I get it. <laughs> good for you. Oh, Matt. Good call. We'll do it again soon, brother. Uh, Matt's, Matt's telling you the truth. Okay. It's it's a scam. No, the book is free. If you pay $40 to get in, you get a free book. <laughs> I mean, come on. How stupid do you have to be? Step into my office. What? Because you're fired. I mean, seriously. We're talking about weapons-grade stupidity. Mom! Can I have $95? What for, honey? Bernie Sanders is giving a speech about the evils of capitalism. (laughs) Can I just have $95? I want to get a pay to get into a speech about the evils of capitalism. Your parents are going to come down the stairs and be like, you sound insane. Do you realize that you should be medicated? Seriously. You can always tell what the audience thinks of a guest by the intro music. This next guest gets a rock'em sock'em intro, confetti cannons. There's pyrotechnics going off in the studio. That can only mean one thing. The legendary Tommy Laren back on the show. Yo, yo. What song do you play if you don't like your guest? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty long list. Uh <laughs> But you'll be, you'll be happy to know you've never had to hear it, okay? I'm not going to name names because that would tip off other guests who might be listening. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Well, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's probably like Harry Styles or something. You know so, what? <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't that. But I, I always appreciate the introduction, and I'm so happy that I get to be here with you 
speaking on radio on President's Day because we have such a great one. I'm so glad that we get to commemorate him together. <laughs> pound for pound. You know what I'm saying? Like, as presidents go, has, has anyone ever been better? I mean, he's just got such an America first agenda. We can always rally something about the way he flies over East Ohio on the way to Ukraine that just shows you his dedication. Does it not? Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that the people in Ohio have not gotten themselves one of those ugly green track suits that Zelensky wears when he's speaking in front of Congress and identified as a little snake weasel so they could get a little attention. But I'm guessing, you know, if they could afford those track suits, that's probably what they'd be doing right now, um, you know, because they can't even get bottled water in East Palestine, Ohio right now. But again, priorities, priorities. <laughs> a lesser president would have landed and hurt out the people of Ohio, but not a great one like five. I want to defend him on one thing. Tommy Lahren's on the line. Uh, you can watch Tommy Lahren is fearless on OutKick. It's a must viewing uh, in the Fela House and every house that knows what's good for its people. But uh, I want to defend Zelensky. He's only wearing the tracksuit because someone from the Biden administration stole his luggage. Well, that's, that is honestly a very good point, but I would still prefer that he dressed up in something. I don't care if he goes to the Goodwill, you know, we're sending more money over there. You'd think that he could afford, uh, you know, a better outfit at this point. Now we're going to be providing for the social safety net for the Ukrainians. So you have to wonder where that money is going. Those tracksuits, so ugly, though, are not inexpensive. I will tell you that, Jimmy. <laughs> well, let me ask, let me ask this, okay, because I'm going to lose if I get into a game of the prices right with you. I don't know what anything cost these days but i do know resort fees are expensive um are you thrilled that biden is going after the la La quinta convenience fee while sending all of our money over to ukraine well i'm not gonna lie to you the resort fees are annoying i do look at them and i do think to myself this is definitely not a resort but the fact that that was his priority to tweet out i mean there's tone deaf And then there's Joe Biden to tweet that out. And I also found it very bizarre a few weeks back when he spent time during the State of the Union to tell us how he was going after junk fees. But that brings up another point that I think was largely ignored during the State of the Union. I wonder if you caught it, Jimmy. I bet you did. When Joe Biden tried to tell us that he's going to get rid of non-competes for fast food workers so that someone from Burger King can go across the street and work at McDonald's without fear of their (laughs) non-compete kicking in. That was a a, a glazed over topic that he confronted at the State of the Union. I don't think got enough attention. (laughs) We're talking to Tommy Lahren. No, you make a great point there. But for me... Okay, and we'll circle back to your point in a second. But to me, I do think the defining moment of the Biden presidency was in the second to last line of the State of the Union when he encouraged America that now was the time to choose between unity and schmuggernamana. And don't you feel like that was the right decision? Well, I feel more unified for that. Um, Again, (laughs) if we were just to play a montage of his moments, I'm not sure that we would know the difference on radio between that and like planet Earth, you know, the sounds of the wild, because (laughs) they sound very they sound very similar, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) Hold on. I have a question, though. Should we be just blanketly choosing unity without knowing what it entails to have Schmeigenamanama. Because what if it's amazing and this whole time we've been choosing unity instead? 
Well, I think that the thing is, is Joe Biden doesn't actually does mean to say the things that he says, even though they don't come out <laughs> coherent or articulate, because he confuses people. And then we spend so much time trying to figure out what he said that we don't talk about his son's laptop. We don't talk about the fact that the water is a rainbow of technicolor in East Palestine, Ohio. We don't talk about the fact that we probably shot down a $12 hobby balloon over Lake Huron. You know, we, we don't talk about those things. We were too busy trying to decipher the Da Vinci, da Vinci Code that is Joe Biden. <laughs> no, I, I, in the words of Bill Clinton, I feel your pain, Tommy Laren. I do because you're right. There are so many weird uh, distractions now, but the substance, the brass tacks in this country is that the quality of everything has declined. And you know whether it's Biden or another Democrat, I actually think it's going to be another Democrat. Um, it's really hard to sell four more years of this because whoever comes next is pushing the same policies we have now because the truth is nobody looks at Biden and thinks these are his policies. They think these are whatever he's being told in order to get a pudding cup at 405. I mean, so do you think that I mean, is there a Democrat coming with different policies uh, worse policies if it's Gavin Newsom. But I'll tell you this, because there's some tea that I don't know if you've you've heard yet. But the Ooh. tea on the street is high level Democrats. They think that Biden is too old to run again in 2024, mm-hmm. but they will support his reelection, not because that's what you do to be cordial to a sitting president, but because they think that zombie ice cream Joe is a better option than Kamala. So they're going to support his reelection because they don't want to be pigeonholed into the diversity pick that is Kamala Harris. Oh. That is how bad things are on the Democrat side. And I'm not saying that that's high level Democrats no, you're right. speaking in anonymity to Politico that are saying that. That's how bad it is. <laughs> and I, I and we know it's true because she ran for their nomination once. Don't ever forget that. When she dropped out of the Democratic primary, she was polling behind Al Qaeda. It was like she was a point behind them. Like they hate Kamala. And I don't think they'd let her be president of a fantasy football league. But let me pivot for a second because I agree with you on all of this political stuff. But here's where we don't agree. Um, you are a huge fan of Don Lemon and you've been a vocal supporter of his from word one. Uh, explain to our audience why you love him so much. Well, first of all, <laughs> uh, I don't. But I will say this. It actually gave me a little bit of a confidence boost when I heard him say that about women because, you know, I'm 30 years old. So I got, you know, quite a few years left where Don Lemon still thinks I'm worth something. So that makes me feel good at the end of the day. You know, I look at our president who can barely speak and he's going to be 82 years old if he runs in 2024. And then I just think to myself, Don Lemon still thinks you're worth something, Tommy. So get up and keep going. <laughs> Whenever I want to quit, I think of the inspirational words of Don Lemon. Oh, it kills me. And he's off the air today. I don't know that he's coming back, but I want him to come back. I mean, I think, you know, I was talking about this with Kennedy earlier. I think the penalty for being Don Lemon is being Don Lemon. I mean, is there any harsher treatment you could do to somebody than make them be Don Lemon? I just think of all the BS that that man has said on CNN, and I just think CNN, the network in general, and him insulting women, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, what he said was insulting, and I can imagine that the women that were around him, if they do indeed identify as women, were probably pretty upset by it, given I think a lot of them are over 51 years old. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like of all the things that he has said to insult all the people and all the Trump supporters over the years, and it was that. That's the reason that you're not bringing him back in today. I mean, quite frankly, I'm insulted by that. <laughs> so funny. It's like throwing Jeffrey Dahmer in jail for a parking ticket. 
Like, you know, it's one exactly. thing to eat the people, but we're not going to have you parking here. Uh, Tommy Laren, uh, the show Tommy Laren is fearless. It's, I mean, listen, as, as content goes, you know I love it. I'm always on the show. I love talking to you. I'm glad we got the band back together today. Well, I'm happy to be with you as well. And again, on President's Day, I know that you called me in because everybody else is on vacation, Jimmy. But stop I totally it. appreciate you having me. You stop it, Tommy. You got the good intro music. Okay? I'm, I'm this close to naming the bad in- intro music. I'm not going to divulge my sources. You get off this phone, young lady, but I love you. We'll do it again soon. All right. Take get care, it. Jimmy. And happy President's Day. <laughs> you too. Tommy Laren celebrating Joe Biden. As everyone should. I mean, as presidents go... Has anyone ever done more for the American people? (laughs) You don't have a clue. I'm being sarcastic. It's so funny. It's just so funny to me. It it is actually President's Day today. My buddy Ken Wood, legendary Ken Wood, son of the great Charles Osgood of CBS Sunday morning fame. He always used to joke, uh, you know, it's no work, no responsibilities. Might as well call it. Vice President's Day. (laughs) I always love that joke. And in this instance, though, nobody, nobody is celebrating Vice President's Day (laughs) if it means they've got to sit through another two seconds of Kamala Harris. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Just awful. And that's the problem. Like, the Democratic bench, they're in a bad spot right now. You got Biden in his late hundreds. As Tommy said, they know he's too old. They just fear the alternative. But where I don't agree, because I read that political article, and I had to comment on it last week, on the TV, on the radio, you name it. Where I don't agree with the logic is I think the identity politics wing of the Democratic Party thinks they have to nominate Kamala because her being a woman of color, they can't take her off the ticket, they can't not make her the standard bearer because it's going to look racist to the other people. But I don't think that wing, I don't think that wing is going to hold sway over the overwhelming majority of a party that wants to win an election. No one in their right mind, no one in their right mind thinks Kamala Harris is going to win a general election. You are correct, sir. You got to think about that for a second, okay? The Democrats hate Kamala Harris. It doesn't even make it to the Republican Party before this thing is over. She ran and was polling at 1% in her home state. 1% in her home state of California. Like, dude, that's really hard to do. You know, and understand if that's going to be the standard bearer in the Democratic Party, that wants nothing to do with her. There's no way you can expect Republicans or independents to get on board. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! So I don't really think that we're looking at a world where it is, in fact, you know, Biden or bust. I think there are people out there, you know, like, I mean, as awful as he is at his job, Pete Buttigieg is effective in Democratic circles. They're not upset about East Palestine, Ohio. They don't care. They can rationalize away anything he does. A couple of flight cancellations, who cares? So what if he didn't upgrade the computer system that monitors all flights in America? Instead, putting all his energy behind renaming it from notice to airmen to notice to air missions, which is still the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, if you're not equipped to hear the words notice to airmen, if that's so emotionally damaging, you shouldn't be in charge of the lives of 300 other people on a plane. Like, who is this pilot 
that's like, all right, we're going to go to 37,000 feet. I'll take off the seatbelt sign. Oh, hold on, sir. We've got a notice to airmen. Oh, hell no! <laughs> we're taking this puppy down. Right, come on. In what world are we accommodating this level of fragility? You know, aside from everywhere. <laughs> in schools and, the, you know, in the planes and the military. You know, did you see that Department of Defense tweet over the weekend talking about how we've met all of our diversity initiatives? Yo, it's war. Our enemies aren't prioritizing diversity. The point of war is to inflict a maximum amount of pain on your enemy. It's not to have a hate has no home here sticker on the back of your army tank. But that's the direction we're going in right now. Okay, we're prioritizing the wrong things. There's no room for discrimination on a battlefield. No one's ever going to say, cover me, I'm going in, but not you people. (laughs) I'd rather die than take, you know, cover. One of the most harrowing stories I've ever heard anywhere in the world happened on this story. Oliver North was on this show. Talked about a man who died in his arms on Christmas Eve. There was a black man in Vietnam under his command. And how in, you know, war, in the trenches of war, in the throes of combat, you really do form a brotherhood with these people of all colors and creeds, of every diverse background known to man. And you know what else you do? You tell a lot of racially insensitive jokes to one another. I did this as a cab driver. I was literally the only white guy in the garage. They called me every slang for white guy imaginable because it was a bonding exercise. I'm not saying we should get back on the air after commercial and violate every FCC regulation in the country. But the point is, when you're policing language and you're policing inclusion at the expense of things like military proficiency, okay, your wokeness ultimately translates to weakness on a battlefield. Everything woke turns to this thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. The radio show ends. You'll see me tonight on the Sean Hannity Show. Tomorrow night... I am on Gutfeld, the lovely and talented Greg Gutfeld. I will also be on Fox & Friends tomorrow morning. If you're up early, I'm on at 7.20 Eastern Standard. Thursday, I'll be on the Faulkner Focus. Excuse me, Wednesday on the Faulkner Focus with Harris Faulkner. Wednesday night, Thursday night, I'm hosting Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. I am hosting that show. I am also appearing on Hannity as a guest Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. Uh, But right now, I am still on the radio. We're we're about to solicit some political advice from my girl, Teresa, out in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yo, Teresa. Yo. And one word of advice for DeSantis. Mm -hmm. Wait. Wait. Wait for 2028. Oh, you mean wait, wait. You don't mean like wait till the summer. You mean wait till 2028. Go ahead. Yes. Here's the problem Mm -hmm. with all the uh, policies that Biden has inflicted on us and all of these other countries who are they're just positioning themselves. So as soon as Biden gets out, boom, it's Mm going to happen. What's going to happen? Doom. (laughs) Doom. So why do you want why do you want him to wait till 2028? What are you saying? You want to give Biden another go at it? No, 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 no. That would be, no, absolutely not. But let someone else take the heat because 
whatever's going to happen, the, the next president is, is doomed. Meaning the country's going to go to hell, and yeah, you, you're saying he's going to sacrifice political career. So right. who, do you suggest, who do you suggest being doomed? Well, I, I think Trump could handle it, Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a whole lineup of people, but I would just be terrified if I was the 2024 president. I don't know. You know it's like Trump has said, it takes years to build up these policies and a lot of hard work. Mm. Biden undid that with one signature, one scratch of the pen. So, but so couldn't you, through executive order, just re-implement a lot of the things he got rid of? I think it would take time. You must be writing with different ink than the one he used. I don't know the answer there. But, Teresa, I will tell DeSantis when I see him that the people of Grand Rapids have spoken. And I thank you for submitting your comments to the record, girlfriend. Have a big Monday. I think he's he's going to be an awesome president, Mm -hmm. but... Well, just, assuming there's fine. still a country by the by the, by the logic you've just distilled, I don't know that we have a 2028. Uh, but Teresa will be fine. You hang in there, girlfriend, and thank you for the call. Uh, it is the bottom of the ninth here, here on Fox Across America. Uh, what did we learn today? Uh, the world's a mess. The world continues to burn. We continue to roast radio marshmallows. So pick up a stick and join us around the campfire again tomorrow, where we will continue to hold this country together. If you can't go that long without me, watch Sean Hannity tonight, Fox and Friends tomorrow, uh, and of course, Gutfeld tomorrow night. But either way, this one's over. Pay up, get out. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. Just don't be a. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.